Welcome once again to Sales Pipeline Radio. Time to grab your board, catch a wave, and ride the Sales Pipeline with Matt Hines. Hey, Matt. How are we doing, Paul? We're doing good. We're doing good. Where are you surfing today? Uh, we're surfing from uh, Heinz Marketing International Headquarters here in Redmond, Washington. Wow. That, I can see that from like the freeway or something. It's a huge building over there. It's, it's enormous. It just continues to grow. It's a, <laughs> it's a, it's a tower. It's a Babylonian tower to heaven. I, tell you. <laughs> I think so. Uh, right. So, uh, well, thank you everyone for joining us again on Sales Pipeline Radio. Excited to have everyone here with us. I got another great show planned today. Uh, last week, we were uh, broadcasting live from Boston at the uh, Flip My Funnel conference, uh, where I actually uh, got to run into our guest today, Mary Lou Tyler, who I'm excited to have here. I've got some great guests coming up uh, in the next few weeks as well. If you're new to Sales Pipeline Radio, welcome. Uh, We're glad you're here. You can see our past episodes at salespipelineradio.com. Encourage you to check out all of our past episodes up there on demand. Also available in podcast format at Google Play and the iTunes Store. And we uh, regularly are covering topics of interest and importance to B2B sales and marketing professionals specific to, guess what, sales pipeline management, sales pipeline development and conversion. Uh, and today, very excited to have with our guest, uh, who is the co-author of the uh, seminal book, Predictable Revenue, who just published a new book, or is publishing a new book now, called Predictable Prospecting, that you can find on Amazon and on her website as well. Excited to have Mary Lou Tyler, uh, direct from Des Moines, Iowa, I believe today. Is that right, Mary Lou? That's correct. Hello, hello. Awesome. Hello, how are we doing? So, you're, um, I know we all have like phone numbers now that we never have to change, and so your phone number is is Orange County, but you are physically in Des Moines. Yes. You know, tell them a little bit, give a little bit about kind of your background and history and sort of how you came to be doing what you're doing today. Oh, sure. Um, I started out, like most people, different paths. I got my degree in computer engineering and electrical engineering minor, so I'm an engineer, first and foremost, a programmer. And throughout my career, I was was always working for startup companies, disruptive companies. One day, I walked into the office, and I was a sales engineer at the time, and my boss came in, and he said, we fired all the salespeople, and the systems engineers are now salespeople. I bequeath you. So that was my entry into sales. Wow. You know, it's funny. I mean, there's a lot of people don't necessarily study sales. Many people don't necessarily expect to go into sales, but it's been uh, a vaunted profession for many. And I think, you know, your, you know, your background and, and reputation precedes you. I know that, uh, you know, the book Predictable Revenue, which you co-authored with Aaron Ross, has really spawned a number of successful sales organizations around the country. Talk a little bit about kind of where that collaboration came and, you know, can you give any kind of, any, any kind of the backstory of where Predictable Revenue yeah. sort of came from and the impact that's had for you as well? Sure, I'd be happy to. I was a consultant. Uh, I left corporate America pretty early on. I think I was telecommuting before it was fashionable back in 1985. And I decided to specialize in lead generation. So I worked a lot in contact centers where we were focused on the telephone. At the time, they had predictive dialing which were machines that dialed phone numbers, and once they got a hello, they actually transferred the call to an agent. So I was really well-versed in lead generation, cold calling 1.0, if you'll call it that, for the telephone. I started working with clients. This is when the Internet uh, started 
appearing on the scene, and they wanted to leverage this new thing called the Internet, and specifically email, to be able to reach out to people they didn't know to start conversations. So, like any good consultant who didn't know anything about the Internet, I looked online to try to find people in our industry, colleagues that had ventured forth into this mysterious world of the Internet, and I found a webinar that was done by Brian Carroll, who was the author of uh, Lead Generation for the Complex Sale. Mm-hmm. And he had a guest on his webinar by the name of Aaron Ross. Mm-hmm. So I listened to the webinar. I heard the right things. I, I immediately applied it to my knowledge of contact centers and predictive dialing, and I realized Aaron has created this email thing, this engine, that allows us to leverage that technology sort of while you're sleeping to engage people in that first conversation. So I reached out to Aaron and I chased him for, oh gosh, probably six months trying to get a hold of him to start talking to him about this opportunity. And we finally met and then we ended up collaborating and Predictable Revenue was the result of that in 2011. That book was released. That's a great story. We're talking today with Mary Lou Tyler, who is the co-author of the book, Predictable Revenue. If you're in sales and marketing, you've probably at least heard of the book, if not read it, uh, and has a lot of great best practices for those that are doing B2B and especially SaaS uh, selling. Her new book is Predictable Prospecting, which uh, I had a chance to read this last week, and it was great. I think I've, you know, I've noticed that you know, you've got some pretty impressive people that have endorsed it, have been reviewing it. Neil Rackman, who those of you uh, in sales will know, is author of Spin Selling, I believe recently called it the Goldilocks of of prospecting books. So I wanted to have you maybe you know, transition, transition us now from predictable revenue into predictable prospecting. Why was this f- the focus of your next book? Why prospecting? And talk a little bit about sort of the the, uh, the challenge that you find many B2B marketing and salespeople have around that activity. Sure. The as, as you guys know, I mean, I've stayed at top of funnel, so I'm always trying to figure out ways to start conversations with people we don't know. I'm like the eternal dater. You know, I'm constantly dating, trying to find new people to talk to. So what happened is, if you're a Predictable Revenue fan, there is a formula on page 42 of that book. So if you're listening to this, go to your Kindle, go to your book, look at page 42. There's a formula there that gives you predictable revenue in terms of what you need to focus on. So I took that formula and for the last five years, used that as my thesis, working with clients in the field for the purpose of trying to really fine-tune and consolidate all of the learnings that I had in the field into growing that formula, really getting it scientifically focused so that we can essentially have a benchmark of conversion rates and ratios that will add up to a predictable revenue framework. So predictable prospecting is the result of page 42 as a thesis mm. and then running around with clients trying to hone in on exactly what the pieces are and the buckets are and the components are in order to be able to put this thing in, this channel, as part of a multi-channel you know, marketing effort in order to generate revenue in targeted accounts that have the highest likelihood of closing with highest revenue potential. And that, in a nutshell, is predictable prospecting. So we're blending all of the knowledge. We love marketing because marketing creates some great content, and we essentially flip it sideways and pull out the pieces that we think are going to resonate with people who are at the top of funnel. So it's really kind of a culmination of 
taking the best from all these pieces that everybody works on and encapsulating it into one stream called outreach that is specifically set up to target large accounts that close quickly, higher likelihood, and high revenue. And Mary Lou, you have a, a wide variety of great content available on your website as well. I want to point out to people who are listening uh, at MaryLouTyler.com. Uh, lots of great. You've got a blog. You've got podcasts. You've got your own videos. Definitely check out the books page. You can sign up for book bites, insights, uh, specific excerpts from the books as well, right on MaryLouTyler.com. You know, the idea of prospecting is a little polarizing sometimes for sales and marketing professionals. You know, it's, it's clearly a, a required component of building pipeline. But you've got a lot of sales reps uh, in particular that really see it as a necessary evil. It seems like there's an increasing volume of literature about prospecting and more effective prospect. Why is this such a pariah, so to speak, for sales professionals? And what are some of the strategies that you've seen best employed to help, pro- to help uh, sales reps not only embrace it, but enthusiastically approach the prospecting process uh, that's critical to them hitting their number? Yeah, you know, that's that's a great question because the premise in predictable revenue was what we called separation of roles. So we're going in with the idea that sales reps have different strengths in different areas. Now, some of your listeners may say, look, I've got a prospect and I've got a close, and I'm really having difficulty trying to find that balance. Mm-hmm. And it is hard because prospecting, the personality for prospecting is is what I call the hard worker profile. They're more about habit. They're more about consistency. And it's funny because when I'm teaching this piece of the puzzle, I actually throw up my my daily calendar of my you know my daily activities, and I have them blocked out. Mm. That is the role of a prospector. They have to do calls. They have to have conversations. And they, it's, it's a little bit of a numbers game at top of funnel, especially if you're targeting accounts where you have no inroads, where you weren't, didn't have the luxury of marketing, you know, warming up that chill. And you've got to warm up the chill yourself. So because of that habitual, consistent reaching out, it's sometimes difficult for sales reps because compartmentalizing that role with the role of opportunity to close, which is more about, you know, I liken it to dating is the, is the prospector, and now you're engaged, and you got to get to getting married, so there's a lot more hand-holding, there's a lot more relationship, there's a lot more stuff going on from opportunity to close, and those are two really separate roles. No, they really are, and I think it, it's an actually really good analogy. You know, oftentimes when we talk about prospecting and building rapport with customers or with prospects early in the discussion, especially with B two B and complex selling, you know, this is not something you're going to do one on one call close. You're not going to ask your prospect to sleep with you on that first date. So it, it almost takes the pressure off both sides. You know, it makes it a little easier mm-hmm. for you as a seller, as a marketer, to begin the prospecting process and simply focus on building rapport, building credibility, providing something of value, not so that you can close the deal, but so that you can earn the next conversation, earn more attention so that you can further and deepen the discussion around a topic that is of mutual interest. That's exactly right. And it's, you know, at the top of funnel, we have to worry about five different levels of awareness as well, because as the analogy for that would be, you know, you're completely unaware where there are some clients that have disruptive or new products where they have to educate people. And you have those people who, you know, they go to the fridge, they're hungry, so they're problem aware, but they don't necessarily know what's going to satisfy that hunger. 
and then take it a step further. Now you're at the fridge, you see a chocolate cake, you're like, okay, that's going to solve my problem. And then the last thing is, you know, you're at the fridge, you got the chocolate cake, and it's the Duncan Hines perfect cake. So you know exactly the vendor that you want to look for. So we have to really sort of focus on where the heck are these people in their head? How do we start conversations with those people where they're at? And how do we move them to that next mile marker? So it's very systematic, and it's, it's, it can be overlooked for some reps who have okay. to also close. It can, but I think it's, uh, you know, I think the, when I think about predictable, I think about systems, I think about discipline, I think about consistency. We're going to get a lot more into those topics and sort of how reps can make that part of their own habits, uh, both the sales and the marketing standpoint. Talking with Mary Lou Tyler here today, who is the co-author of Predictable Revenue and the author of the new book, Predictable Prospecting. Have more with Mary Lou after the break. Talk about what's coming up on Sales Pipeline Radio and more. You're listening to Sales Pipeline Radio. In a world where the speed of innovation and change in B2B marketing has never been greater, the only thing bigger is the need for clarity, for a blueprint, for a guide to what's really working. And how about a way to apply it specifically today to increase sales pipeline growth, velocity, and most of all, conversion? That's what you'll find in the Modern Marketer's Field Guide. And amazingly, you can download it for free. HeinzMarketing.com, just like it sounds, H-E-I-N-Z-M-A-R-K-E-T-I-N-G. It encompasses the entire sales and marketing cycle, but in quick bursts with lots of specific, actionable ideas, strategies, tactics you can put to work right away, like today. The loaded table of contents helps you narrow in and tackle a problem, and it's something you can come back to over and over again as a reference guide. Why not download your free copy of the Modern Marketer's Field Guide? It's free. HeinzMarketing.com, just like it sounds. H-E-I-N-Z, marketing.com. Whether you're producing a seminar series, user's conference, lunch and learn, or exhibiting at a trade show, Validar has a solution. From capturing leads at trade shows to managing on-site registration, tracking session attendance, gathering information, and providing sponsors lead retrieval, we have a full suite of solutions for you. Since 2005, Validar has been turning corporate events and trade shows into better business. Call 888-784-2929 or visit us at Validar.com. And now back to Matt and his guest. All right. Having fun as usual here on Sales Pipeline Radio. Great guest today, Mary Lou Tyler, the author of Predictable Prospecting. Next week, as in every week, on Thursday at 2.30 Eastern, 11.30 Pacific. Uh, next week, we're going to have a good friend, Stephen Rosen, who is a sales consultant. So many of you may know the name. Uh, regular blogger, active on the social web, uh, who's got uh, just tons of great feedback and insights on sales leadership, sales coaching in particular, specifically for leaders and managers. Excited to have Stephen. And the week after, we're going to have David Fortino from Netline. We're going to talk about lead generation, how to find the right prospects, how to get the right organizations and the right prospects interested in you and build pipeline for yourself which is similar to what we're talking about today with Mary Lou Tyler uh, author of predictable prospecting and you know before the break Mary Lou we were talking I, I brought up the idea of sort of to create that predictability there has to be the building of habits there has to be discipline there has to be something that you know you make part of your regular discipline and activity not always the sexiest part of sales and marketing, but you know, I, I find that when I talk to a lot of the best sales reps who, who hit their number and always go into President's Club, they also tend to be the reps that spend the most time 
you know, with their with their sleeves rolled up. You know, they're getting dirty. They're doing the work on a regular basis. And sometimes they find that the most important time to do prospecting is when they've got the biggest pipelines. Uh, they know that they're going to flush that pipeline out and they're going to need to have prospects to follow up. So talk a little bit about the importance of discipline and habit and regularity uh, as, as part of the formula to predictable prospecting results. Sure. Well, we have a concept called block time, and that's kind of left over from the contact center again, where we're focusing on a block of time in the day that we are making telephone calls. Now, a lot of reps tend to confuse this with multitasking block time, which is not what I mean. What I mean is the night before you prepare your list of people with whom you're going to have conversation during block time, and then when you get into block time, you're making call after call after call because you've done your research, you know where you are positionally in the pipeline, you know what you want to say to them, either via voicemail, maybe send them an email, or on the phone. But even the emails to send, you don't send them until you're done with the block time. So that's one important concept. And I'll tell you a story about that because there was a woman in one of our uh, clients who would put her coat on at... 5.30 p.m. and go back to sit at her desk and she would not leave to go home until she had one more appointment. Mm. One more appointment a day times 22 business days a month gave her 22 appointments a month and over a 10-month period, that's a lot of appointments. That's what I'm saying about habit is making it a priority to sit down and do calling because you get better. The more you're on the phone, the better you are in conversation. You can't switch back and forth between different modalities. Well, and, and it, there's a level of comfortability you get with that with that regularity. I think it starts to break down what many reps face in terms of call reluctance of not feeling comfortable, mm-hmm. not feeling confident in what they're doing. The more you do it, the the easier it feels, uh, the more natural it feels, the more likely you are to pick it back up and do it again tomorrow and the next day and the next day. Right, right. There's that. And if you're, you know, a lot of times people are reluctant. So what we do, and I borrowed this from the outreach folks, is what we do is um, we warm people up with role-playing. So we pull, put an objection out there, and we role-play the objection, how they're going to handle it, what they're going to say to overcome it, and what's the next logical sales step that they'll suggest to the caller to move that sale further into the pipeline or out if it needs to move out. And that 15 minutes of warm-up, it's, it's sort of like, you know, stretching before a run or just, you know, getting all the kinks out so that when you're ready to hit the phones and truly from a, from a production standpoint, you're ready. We're talking to Mary Lou Tyler here today, who is the co-author of Predictable uh, Prospecting. You can find out more about the book and other work Mary Lou's done at MaryLouTyler.com. And uh, Mary Lou, I think this book is definitely written primarily, seems like a primary audience is sales, but talk a little bit about what marketing can do to support this effort as well. Uh, you know, f- from a sales enablement standpoint, from a prospecting support standpoint, what's, what are the best practices you've seen for marketing organizations to support this focus area? What we rely on in terms of content assets is essentially working through what pain points are resonating with each of the buyers that we may encounter top of funnel. And we ask marketing to help us develop those content assets so that we are making sure that the value prop is included and that we're focusing on what's in it for the prospect. 
So marketing is invaluable in terms of providing us with content assets. Now, we may not use the long page white paper. We may chunk it down into something smaller and more bite-sized, but the assets that marketing generates are the inputs into a successful, robust, consistent pipeline for outreach. Absolutely. And, you know, I think there's a lot of people that have said, listen, cold calling is dead and prospecting's dead. And I don't know what the alternative necessarily is. But, you know, as we move into the, you know, sort of the, the stretch run of 2016 and into next year, I mean, you know, do you see this? Do you see prospecting waning at all? Do you, I mean, is it, you know, what does it mean to continue to be a, to be an effective prospector in a world when, you know, uh, you know, inevitably our buyers are busier than ever. They're getting inundated mm-hmm. with, with calls from other, from other sellers as well. What, how does this, how does the role and the importance of prospecting evolve in the months and quarters ahead? Well, I think, you know, the, the, the phrase that marketing especially is, is, has coined is adding value, adding value to the conversation, adding value to any email you send it's all about them and not about you and really owning that so that when you create and craft an email or maybe you're working on a script for voicemail, that that script is all about the prospect. And I think, I can't tell you how many times I've had someone call me or send me an email saying, thank you for finding me. I had no idea this was available. The VP at Citibank, when I was working at, in the SDR role, contacted me saying, I, I can't believe you found us. You know, thank you for finding us. We needed something like this. We don't have time to go look. We don't have time to search. And so the fact that you reached out to us and gave us a reason why, thank you. And so it's things like that where you're like, nah, I don't think it's dead. I think it's just a matter of how you place the priority and importance of that person across the table. You have to think of it as one sales conversation at a time. Uh, amen to that. Yeah, I can't. I can't. It's it's so nice to hear so many of these conversations that coming from different approaches to sales and marketing pipeline that come back to customer centricity and putting your customers' interests uh, and value for the right. customer up front. I want to thank our guest today. It always goes way too fast. Thank our guest Mary Lou Tyler uh, for your time and generosity today. Co-author of Predictable Revenue, author of the new book Predictable Prospecting. You can find it on Amazon. Uh, highly encourage you to pick up a copy of the new book. Uh, but you can also uh, sign up for more great. Good information from Mary Lou as well as insights from the book on MaryLouTyler.com. If you want to hear this interview again as well as some of our past guests, check us out at SalesPipelineRadio.com. Uh, you can also download the podcast so you get every new episode downloaded straight to your smartphone, either at Google Play or the iTunes Store. Join us next week, 2.30 Eastern, 11.30 Pacific. We got Stephen Rosen, uh, who's going to join us and talk about sales management, sales leadership, best practices, and trends as we head into the stretch run of not only Q3, but 2016. Look forward to seeing you next time. Uh, thanks for joining us. This has been Sales Pipeline Radio. You've been riding the wave and surfing the sales pipeline with Matt Hines from Hines Marketing.